The Mishnah says, Mishma Maderach, somebody who came in from the road, he was out and he did not take Luv yet. So he should take Lulav immediately as soon as he can. If he forgot to and he started a Suda, the Mishnah says, he should stop in the middle of a Suda and shake the Lulav. When he remembers that he didn't take it, he has to stop him. Even though he started a Suda, he has to stop in the middle and take the Lulav and afterwards continue his Suda. The Gemara asks a Kash on this. It says in the Mishnah, as we just read, that one has to stop in the middle of a Suda to shake the Lulav. The Gemara asks, there's a Mishnah in Shabbos that says, that before a person davens mincha, he may not do several things. He may not sit by a barber. He may not start a Suda. And the Mishnah says, if he started, he doesn't have to be mafzik. He can finish what he's doing. And then afterwards, daven mincha. So why here does it say that he has to be mafzik in the middle? So the Gemara answer is that the Mishnah in Shabbos is talking about Mincha is talking about where even if he doesn't stop in the middle, he's going to have time to do it later. He has shows, he has enough time to dab Mincha even after he finishes taking his haircut or finishing his suda or whatever else the Mishnah lists over there. Over here it's talking about that if he finishes a suda, he will not have time to shake Lula before the day is over, and therefore he has to be mafsek in the middle. Now, parenthetically, one may ask, What's the chiddush? It's pashtiv. The Mishnah is talking about a case where he won't have time to do the mitzvah. Of course, he has to be mafsa. Al-Kopanim, the Gemara asks a kasha on the kasha that the Gemara asked before that. What is the Gemara asking a steer between the halacha by Lulu that he has to be mafsik? And by Menachadri, he doesn't have to be mafsik. Of course, by Lulu, he has to be mafsik. It's more chomer than Tilas Mencha. Because Lulav is dear Aisa. Downing Mincha is only dear Abana. Slingmar says, no, really the original Kasha is a good Kasha because we're talking about Lulav on Yom Tov Shaini. Yom Tov Shaini, Lulav is only dear Abanon. Slingmar proves it from the fact that the Mishnah uses the lost Mishnah Baba Derech. Somebody's not Baba Derech, but he's on Yom Tov. It's only during Cholamayid. One could be Baba Derech. And therefore, the Gemara understands our Mishnah is talking about Lulav, which is only dear Abanon. The rest of Sukkot is not the first day. Therefore, the Gemara was able to ask a kasha from Lulav to Mincha, which is also a drabanon, as the Gemara said explicitly. Now, before we go into this halacha that the Gemara is talking about now, the Ramban is medayik from our Gemara against Shittas HaRambam. The Rambam writes in Ninyan HaMitzvah, Mitzvah say hey, that davening is a mitzvah dirai, so that's the mitzvah. That's mitzvah. And the Rabban over there in the Hasagis and Minyan Mitzvahs attacks the Rambam from Agamar. The Gemara says Mafurish that Mincha is only a Drabana. And the Gemara didn't understand why the, the Gemara is asking a Kasha from Lulavan to Mincha. Lulav is the Raisa. Mincha is only the Rabbana. So you see, not like Shittas Rambam, that Tfilo is the Raisa. So. One can easily answer, the Rachaner points this out already, and really, if one takes a look at the Minyan HaMitzvah in the Ramban itself, it would seem that the Ramban's going to justify the Rambam from this Gemara, as the Shittas Rambam is that one must daven Midiraisa one tefillah a day. It doesn't mean that a person has to daven three tefillahs Midiraisa, or say 18 Rochas. One must say some tefillah, some bakasha. And thus be yoy to the Mitzvah Medir Aisa. Medir Abad and the Chamor Masakein to say three tefillas 
to say Shmei Esrei, in the Nusach they said to say it, but Medirais it's enough to say one Bakasha throughout the day. So since we're talking about Mincha, that means he davened Shachos already. He was already Mekayim as the Raisa. Therefore, the Gemara says that Mincha is only a Dirabona. The Ramban attacks that also. The Ramban brings Raisa that even one Tefillah a day is only going to be a Dirabona. But it would seem from our Gemara the Ramban really doesn't hold that it's a Raya that Tefillah is a Rabbana. The Rachaner did understand that the Ramban was steadfast in his Raya. The Ramban holds a Raya from our Gemara against the Rambam, and the Rachlaner really says he has a hard time understanding what the Ramban sees in our Gemara. Our Gemara is talking about that he already said a Tefillah. He already davened Shachras. Mechayr, one could say, Taich in the Ramban, if he's bringing a Raya from our Gemara, that Tefillah is a Rabbanon, the Ramban doesn't mean to say that the Rambam was right that Tefillah is the Arayis and Mincha would have to be the Arayis. So the Ramban understands that the Shittah of the Rambam is that he only has to daven once a day. And therefore, if he daven Shachas already, davening Mincha would only be a Chiv of the Rabbanon. However, when the Gemara says that Tefillah is the Rabbanon, the Ramban says that it's a right against the Rambam because even if you hold, you're not Mokhiv to daven three Tefillahs a day, but of course it would be a Kiyum Midiraisa by davening Mincha as well. It's not a Chiv. It's enough to daven once a day. But each tefillah that a person davens is going to be a kiyum of avatim s'ashem So for the Gemara to use the Lashon, it's a drabanon, that's inaccurate. It could be it's not a chiyuvis midiraisa, but there's definitely going to be a kiyum midiraisa of tefillah according to the Rambam, even though he's not mechuyuv to daven, tefillah's mencha, he's definitely mechayim and mitzvah the same midiraisa when he davens mencha and mayrif, even if he davens shachras already. And therefore, the Rabban says the Gemara's lashon of Hadiraisa Hadirabban is inaccurate. It's a Diraisa also, just it's not a Chiyubis, it's a Rishos Medirisa. Therefore, if the Gemara calls Tfilo Dirabban, it must mean that there's no Mitzvah Medirisa at all to Davin. Now, getting back to the Gemara, it would seem that the Maskana of the Sugi is that one has to be Mavsik when there's no time to Mikhail the Mitzvah afterwards if he finishes the Suda or whatever else he's doing, he won't be able to do the Mitzvah. And it's mechuyuf to be mafsik, he has to interrupt the middle. If he has time, he'll be able to be the mitzvah, even if he finishes a sudna, then he's allowed to continue a sudna and do the mitzvah afterwards, but that's only by a derabanan. If it's a diraisa, it would come out that he has to be mafsik, he has to interrupt, even if he has time to be the mitzvah later. That's, in a nutshell, the maskana of the sugya. Touch has the cash on that. There's a mafushik more in Arabic that if a person had a Suda Friday afternoon and it came time to make Kiddush Kiddush is a Mitzvah Medirah the Gemara says that according to Rabbi Yaisi and that's how the Halacha is that one may continue his Suda into the night after he finishes his Suda then he'll make Kiddush asks Taisvis how could that be? Kiddush is the Raisa he has to interrupt and Stop eating a suda in order to be kind of the rice of Kiddush, as the Gemara comes out over here. That by the rice, even if he has shows, even if he has time to be kind of the afterwards, he has to be mafsik. So, Taisus answers since to make Kiddush on Shabbos, there's a tremendous amount of time. He can make Kiddush the entire night, he can make Kiddush the entire day tomorrow, on Shabbos day. True, the Katkila wants to make Kiddush Friday night, but if he didn't make Kiddush Friday night, he can. You can make Kiddush throughout the entire Shabbos. 
So therefore, we're not chayshish, he's going to be peshea, we're not chayshish, that he's going to not make kiddush. We know throughout the Shabbos he's going to find time to make kiddush, and therefore, that didn't make him be mastic, that didn't make him interrupt his suda. Whereas by lulav, or by downing mencha, there isn't that much time. We're afraid that if he is in the middle of a suda in the afternoon, he'll carry on a suda till shkia, and he'll lose the opportunity to do the mitzvah of lulav. Likewise, by mencha. Here, kiddush, you have kemat an entire ma'is In such a case, the chachamim were chayshish, and they allowed him to finish his suda. Taisus gives another tarot afterwards. Since he's Isaac, he's involved in Shabbos Suda, we're not chayshish, we're not afraid. He's going to be lax about making Kiddush. Now Taisus gives that answer and doesn't explain why. Maybe one could say that the beer is that Taisus holds Kiddush is not an independent halacha from the din of Suda Shabbos. It's a cross of Shabbos Einig. The Suda requires Kiddush. So therefore, if he's being Isaac in the Indian of Suda Shabbos, which is an integral part of the Chiv of Kiddush, therefore, in such a case, when he's being Isaac and part of the Mitzvah of Kiddush, we're not afraid that he's going to not do the other part of the Mitzvah, which is namely Kiddush. Whatever the beer is in Taisus al Taisus two Terutsim are that Kiddush is a special mitzvah, either because he has much more time or because he's being Isaac in the Suda of Shabbos. Therefore, we're not Chashish is going to miss out on Kiddush. But any other mitzvah, the Raisa, one must definitely be Mavsik when he started a Suda and the like. However, the Ran gives an entirely different teretz. He asks Taisus Kasha, and Psachim says clearly that one can continue the Suda that he started before Shabbos, even though there's a mitzvah, the Raisa, to make Kiddush. Answers the Ran, there's a big difference between our Gemara and the Gemara of Sochem. Our Gemara is talking about where he started his Suda, Bisman Isser. He really was Mukhiv to Sheikh Lulav before he started his Suda. He happened to be in a circumstance where he couldn't Sheikh Lulav, he didn't have a Lulav. But technically, when he started the Suda, he already started the Isser. Therefore, when a Lulav arrives in the middle of the Suda, he's really Mukhiv to interrupt the middle of the Suda. Shake the Lulav and continue a Suda if it's talking about the first day, which is the Araisa. However, by Kiddush, the Gemara over there is talking about he started his Suda before Shabbos. He was Maschal Beheter. Therefore, in such a case, the Halach is one is not Mukhuyiv to be Mavsik, one doesn't have to interrupt. He may continue his Suda since he started a Beheter, and when he finishes his Suda, he'll make Kiddush at that point. Now, to explain the machlekes between Taisus and the Ran, according to the Ran, if he started a Suda Beheter, he doesn't have to interrupt even for Mesut Yeraisa, whereas according to Taisus, if he started the Suda Beheter, he still has to interrupt for the Yeraisa, except by Kiddush. L'chayr, they're arguing in the Geder of the Isser that one may not eat before being Mikhaim the Mitzvah. According to Taisus, it's a simple chashash that he may forget, he may be negligent, and not be mekayim the mitzvah. Therefore, whenever it's possible that he's going to miss out on doing the mitzvah, by the Arisa they were super cautious, and they said he has to be mafsik in the middle, by the Rabban, as long as he has more time afterwards, he doesn't 
have to interrupt. Therefore, according to Tesh's understanding, when there is no serious chashash that he may be negligent and miss out doing the mitzvah, let's say by Kiddush, where he's got a lot of time, or it's not likely that he'll forget because he's being Isaac in the Suda of Shabbos, in such a case, the Chachamim weren't geyser. However, if there's any chashash, if there's any reason to be afraid that he's going to forget to do it, even if he started the Suda Beheter, it doesn't matter. It's not a point of whether he started the heter, whether he did something wrong by eating or not. That's not the issue. It's just a simple weighing and balancing the chashash of whether he's going to miss the kingdom of the mitzvah or not. However, according to the Ran, it's not a pure gzair, maybe he's going to forget doing the mitzvah. According to the Ran, the Ram answered eating before doing a mitzvah. It could be theoretically that the reason they came up with that iser is because they didn't want people to be lax in doing the mitzvahs, and maybe you'll come to forget to do the mitzvah. But that's not the gedr of the iser. The gedr of the iser is, according to the Rand, that they made a ma'isa iser of eating before doing a mitzvah. Therefore, if he started a beheter, he didn't do any iser. It's not considered eating before being in the mitzvah. He never had a chiv at that point. So therefore, since there's no iser to eat, before the mitzvah, in such a situation where it was maschal beheter, so there's no chiyuv for him to be mafsik. Since the gather of the iser is not a simple shema yivsha, he may come to forget. They answered the achila, could be mitam shema yivsha, could be that's the cause of the iser, but the gather of the iser is that they answered eating before a mitzvah. When one starts before the zman achiyuv, that's not considered that he ate before the mitzvah, and therefore there won't be any din to be mafsik. As we're going to be miyaches, we're going to say that the eating that he's doing now is really just a continuation of what he started at the point where there was no chiyah of the mitzvah yet and therefore it was beheter. Now we really find the machlaikis hapaiskim if the isra of eating before doing the mitzvah is also an isra ti'ima, eating not a suda, just having a small bit of bread less than a kebetza and the like, is that going to be also before the mitzvah also? The Magen Avraham proves from Taisa Nachman Vav. Taisa asks Akasha, how could Rebchanina be matbelvei? How could he eat a piece of the esrog? As the Gemara says earlier on in the Perek, and the Gemara says afterwards he was yaitz with that little esrog. How could he eat before he was yaitz to the mitzvah of Nitzil Asdalad Meinim? He's not allowed to eat before doing the mitzvah. So Taisa's answers over there that really the idea was that he was yaitz the next day. He ate that piece of esrog only after he shook lulav. From the fact that Texas didn't answer that since it's not a real suda, it's just having a piece of a fruit, Texas could have answered that kasha by saying it's just teima. From the fact that Texas doesn't answer his kasha by saying, you know why Rabbi Chanina was able to be matul by Yivinovic, why he was able to eat part of the esrig and do the mitzvah of Daladinim afterwards, it's because it wasn't a suda, it was just teima. Since Taisus doesn't answer that, it's more because Taisus holds that there's no difference between a Suda and Ti'ima, just like a Suda is Aser, Ti'ima is Aser also. Now, if we hold the reason that one may not eat before doing a mitzvah is because he'll come to forget to do the mitzvah, become negligent, he'll just stay with the Suda and lose the opportunity to do the mitzvah, it could be by Ti'ima there's no chashash. A person's not going to forget about doing the mitzvah when he's just taking a small bite to eat, when he's having a snack. If the gather is that Chazal answered eating before doing a mitzvah, there's an Isra Achila. 
just like the Zinus Rachila by a Tainus, the Zinus Rachila before doing a mitzvah. If Chazal answered the eating before doing the mitzvah, then Tima should be Asr as well. And we find a big Machlagis HaPaiskim, whether there's an Isr Tima before doing a mitzvah or it's just an Isr Achila of what we would consider a Suda. Now, Samuchach, of course, the Svar can go that even if it's a Isr Achila, it's only by a sheer Tima, and it could be that even if it's a Chashash of Shema Yifsha, it's possible that if a person starts with a snack with a small Tima, he'll come to having a big suit out of that and for, thus forget to do the mitzvah. It's not Muchach, but Al Kalpanim, it's possible to say the Machlaikas HaPaisim, whether Tima is also before a mitzvah, only a Sudak could be totally in this Machlaikas of Taisus and the Ran in the gather of the Isser Achila before doing a mitzvah. Now, actually, the Ritva answers Taisus Kash in a very interesting way. Taisus asked, we find that Kiddush, which is the Arise, does not require a person to be Mavsik his Suda in the middle to be Mekayim the Mitzvah of Kiddush. One may finish his Suda and afterwards make Kiddush and Argumar it's Mochach. Not like that. So the Ritva answers Taisus Kasha by saying a seemingly puzzling Teretz. The Ritva says that he's not going to come to forget. He's in the middle of having his Shabbos Suda. There's no reason he should forget making Kiddush. Basically, Taisus is second Teretz. And then he says, and since he started before the Zman Isser, it's Mochach for him to continue. Then he says the Ran's terrors. He puts the two together, and really the Rachlaner asks, What's the Ritva answering? Is he answering like Taisus or is he answering like the Ran? The Chayru, we could say that the Ritva is really coming to answer both points. He's trying to explain that there's two reasons to forbid eating before Kiddush. One, because he may forget to make Kiddush. He may be Mamshech Hesuda to a point where he'll forget to be Mekayim the Mitzvah. To that, the Ritva says, that we weren't Chayshish over there because he's being Isaac and Suda Shabbos. Anybody who's being Isaac and Suda Shabbos is really connected to the Mitzvah of Kiddush, and therefore we're not Chayshish going to forget. But the Ritva has to answer a different issue. There's an Isser to eat before doing a Mitzvah. To that, the Ritva answers, he started the Suda before there was a Chiyot to make Kiddush, and therefore there's no Isser. Now, if one takes a look at the Nachlas Tzvi, in the beginning of Hilchas Mila, in Yerodeah, find that the Nachlas Tzvi writes, the halacha is, that if the father is going to be malvet his own son himself, then it's also for him to eat before doing the Mila, like, you know, to eat before anything mitzvah. If the father was machabed a moihol to do the Mila, in such a case the father may eat, and regarding the male himself, there he stays b'tzorachim. Now, l'chayr, this chiddush of the nachal svi is telling what we're saying. If the gedder of the isra of eating before doing a mitzvah is because there's an isra achila, chazal forbade the actual eating before doing a mitzvah, in that case, it shouldn't make a difference who's doing the ma'isa mitzvah, who's actually doing the mila. The father is a chiv to do the mila, and therefore, he's not to eat before the mitzvah is performed. If it's because of Shema, Yifsha, he may just get busy with his Suda and just forget about doing the Mitzvah, then it makes sense if he was Machabid, a different Mayal to be Mal. So the father may in fact indulge in the Suda and forget about doing the Mitzvah, but it doesn't matter because the Mayal one is taking care of it. However, if it's in the Shrachila, it shouldn't make a difference who's actually doing the Maisa Mayal. Now getting back to the Gemara, the Gemara says that our mission that says that by Lulav he must interrupt 
If a lulu was brought in the middle of a pseudo, it's talking about Yom Tevsheni. It's only the Rabbanon. And still the Mishnah says that he has to interrupt. That's why the Gemara had a kasha from Mincha. And the Gemara had to answer, And the Mishnah wasn't talking about Yom Tevrisha necessarily. So the Gemara clearly holds that the halacha that one must interrupt is even by Mitzvah the Rabbanon. That's only B'deleka Shos. You won't have an opportunity to do it after he finishes eating. The Gemara brings a raya from the fact that the Mishnah says, Misha Baderach, during Yom Tif, a person can't go on a trip. Therefore, the Gemara says that it's talking about Yom Tif Shani. Now, the Pashtus, when it says Yom Tif Shani, which is the Rabbanon, L'chayru would be Mashma that's talking about well, we have Yom Tif Shani Shalgalius, the second day of Sukkot, which is really something the first day. Which is the Rabbanon. And it'll be Mashma from the Lashon of the Gemara, Yom Tevsheni, that even on Yom Tevsheni, it has a din of Chalamayid, that in Mishilu ain't Mavsikin if there's shows. If he'd have a chance to do it after he finishes the Suda, he does not have to interrupt in the middle of a Suda. It's not like Yom Tevrishin. And therefore, he can continue a Suda. He's going to have a time to take the little afterwards. However, the Taz holds that when the Gemara says, that by Yom Tevsheni he doesn't have to interrupt. It doesn't mean what we call Yom Tevsheni Shalgolius. The Gemara means Davka by Cholomoyed. When it says Yom Tevsheni, it means an Eretz Yisrael, where the second day of Sukkis is not Yom Tev at all. And Chutzlaretz, where we have Yom Tevsheni Shalgolius, it will have the same halacha as Yom Tevrishain, that if he was Maschel, he must interrupt, even if he will have an opportunity to take the little after the Suda. And the Taz brings a right to this, and really it's a ritzvah already, who wrote it earlier. The raya that the Gemara brings is from the Lashon of the Mishnah, Misha Baba Derech, and nobody can go on a trip on Yom Tif. Now, if we're talking about Yom Tif Shani Shalgaliyas, Yom Tif Shani Shalgaliyas, a person can't go on a trip either. Therefore, it must mean when the Gemara says that Yom Tif Shani, which is the Rabbanon, one can continue a suit if he started without checking Luav, it doesn't have to interrupt the middle, it's talking about Dhaka by Cholomayin. It's a time that he can go by Derech. If it's Yom Tov Shani Shalgolius, what we call the second day of the first days of Sukkis, even though the Gemara says Yom Tov Shani, one doesn't have to interrupt. Our Yom Tov Shani, which to us in Chutzlar says a din of Yom Tif, one must interrupt and has the same din of the Arisa. Just like we find, the Taz explains, just like we find by all the other psulim. In there's no din lachem. And Chalamoyed, there's no din of Likichatama. Nevertheless, in Yom Tev Sheini Shalgaliyos, the second of the first days of Yom Tif, the psulim that apply to the first day apply to the second day as well. Because the second day of Yom Tev Shalgaliyos has the same halacha as the first day. All the psulim in the Dal Minim, on the first day, applied to the second day of Yom Tif as well. And Eretz Yisrael, where there's no second day of Yom Tif, it's just Chalamoyed there, the halachas of the first day do not apply. But in Chutz Laretz, they do apply, therefore the Taz says the same halacha of being mafsik in the middle of a Suda, that is on the first day of Yom Tif, applies to the second day of Yom Tif as well. Now, L'Chayr, the Raya that the Taz brings, is not foolproof. One can definitely argue with it, because... That that we hold that the second day of Yom Tif in Chutz Laaretz 
has the same halachas as the first day of Yom Tov regarding the psulim of the Dalan Minim that needs Lachem and needs Lachichotama. That's because it's a din in the Hefta. You need the Lulav that you take on the first day, you have to take on the second day of Yom Tov also. We're Chayshesh to act on the second day as we do on the first day. That's only when we're dealing with the Hefta of the Lulav. What kind of Lulav do you have to shake on the second day of Yom Tov? Something that you shook on the first day. However, when we're dealing with the din on the Gavra, that by the Raisa one must interrupt, and by the Rabbanon we say one doesn't necessarily have to interrupt in the middle of a Sudaf, he's going to have time to do the mitzvah afterwards. In such a case, we're not going to say that the Allahs of the first day apply to the second day. Here's a Gavra Nikadin, that by a mitzvah the Raisa one must interrupt, by a mitzvah the Rabbanon doesn't have to interrupt, since the second day of Yom Tov is a din the Rabbanon, true. The same halachas of the first day apply to the second day, but these halachas are a mitzvah de Rabbanu, not of the Arisa. The Chachomim said, on the second day of Yom Tif, you have to have the lachem that you had on the first day. You have to have the lachicha tam that you had on the first day. But it's definitely the Rabbanu, the Chachomim said it. And therefore, by any mitzvah de Rabbanu, there's no halacha that one must interrupt and he's going to have an opportunity to do the mitzvah afterwards. And getting back to that ritual that we mentioned, it brings the same raya as the taz, that the Gemara is talking about Dafka Cholamoyed because it says Misha Bavaderach. The Ritva extrapolates from that that the Gemara holds the words Yom to freely apply to Cholamoyed also. Cholamoyed, just like Yom itself, is considered a Yom That's why the Gemara calls Cholamoyed Yom Tov And the reason is because Cholamoyed is also Asr Basiyas Malacha. One may not work on Cholamoyed. The Ritva writes more than that. He writes that the only reason in Shemayin Esra and Cholamoyed we don't say Yom Tov Mikra Kaidish. Apparently on Yom Tov they did have a minig to say Yom Tov Mikra Kaidish. On Cholomoyed they leave out the words Yom Tov is only so there shouldn't be a zilzil in Yom Tov. Because people will say if you can call Cholomoyed Yom Tov in the middle of Shemayinesra and Cholomoyed has certain kulas, so Yom Tov will have the same kulas as well. But technically the Ritva understands that Cholomoyed because it's Asr Basi Malacha is called Yom Tif, just like the regular days of Yom Tif, and that's clearly what we see in the Gemara, Kan Yom Sheni, and the Gemara really means it's talking about Cholamayr. Now let's move on to the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, Mishaya Ebedo Ishoi Koton Makron Oisoi Oina Achrein Mashin If a person has a woman or Ebedo or Koton being Kairi in front of him, they're reading the Hal for him. He obviously is not well versed in Hal, and therefore they're reading it in front of him Normally, a person could be Yaitzai through Shemei Kaino with his friend. Since Eva, the Isha, or a Katan are not considered Mukhiyubadavar, they can't be Maitzi him, and therefore he has to repeat after them to be Maitzi himself. Now, Taisus writes that the reason a woman is not considered Mukhiyubadavar, she's not Chayev to say Hal on Yamtiv, is because it's a Mitzvah Mangaram, and women are Potter in any Mitzvah Mangaram. We do find by Halal, the night of Pesach, that women are chayiv in Halal, just like they're chayiv in Dalit Kaisis. And one of the Dalit Kaisis is because it's being said on Halal. Taisus explains that there's a difference between the Halal of Lel Pesach, the Alhanesba. It's a Halal on the Nase. Women were in the Nase of Pesach as well as men, according to some Mahalchem. Even more than men, the Klai Yisrael were nigal in the schus of Nashim Tzidkaniyais. However, on Sukkis, the Hal is not said on the Nes, it's said on the Mayid, it's said on the Yamtif, and therefore it's a regular Mitzvah Shazman Garama and Ashim Potter. 
Now, actually, to just sharpen what Tesis means to say, the how by the night of Pesach is not a regular din kriyas halal. It's a din of shiras halal. It's a shira on the nace. That's the lotion of the Pasuk in Novi Ashir Yelochem Kaleilis Kadesh Chag. It's a din shira. It's not a din kriya. It's not the classic chiyuv of saying halal. And that's why one may sit during the howl of the Seder, and that's why one may be mafsik in middle. It's not a kriya that forbids being mafsik. It's a shira. That's different gedarim. And that shira is being said on the nes. Masha'en kein, any other halal, it's a din kriya. Therefore, it has the bracha, the kriya sahalal. And therefore, it has to be said standing. And therefore, one can't be mafsik in middle. It's a different kind of saying the halal. That kriyasa halal is not on the nais, rather it's on the mayed. It's one of the mitzvahs of the regal, and therefore it's a regular mitzvah that says mangaram. Now, Taisus in Masech the Brachas of Chafam and Beis brings raya from this Mishnah against Shittas Rashi. Taisus understands that Rashi holds that by a mitzvah de Rabbanon, we don't say mitzvah that says mangaram and Rashi Paturis. It's only by the Arisa. By the Rabbanon, we don't say that. And Taisus asks from our Mishnah, the Halal is only Mitzvah the Rabbanon, Nevertheless, the Mishnah clearly says that women are potter from saying Halal on Sukkis because it's a Mitzvah Sechaz So the Kapistamarim wants to explain Shitas Rashi. Rashi holds, of course, that Mitzvah Sechaz Mangarama, that's a Mitzvah the Rabbanon, women are Chayyim. There's no such a tour by Mitzvah the Rabbanon, there's Mangarama. Halal, the reason women are potter from saying Halal and Yomtif, as it's obvious in our Mishnah, that's because the sheet of Rashi is like the sheet of the Bahag, that saying Halal and Yomtif is actually a mitzvah of saying the Arisa. And therefore, because it's the Arisa, women are going to be potter. But a regular Durabonon, if it's my grandma according to Rashi, Akhopanam, the way Taisus understands she Rashi, is that women would be Chayev. Now moving to the Gemara, the bottom of the Yom, the Gemara says, Amar Rabbi Hilchas, Yivro We can learn many halachas from the Minig that they say Haul and Shul in the time of Rava. The Minig was that the Baltfilo would say Halalukah and the Tzibur would say after him Halalukah. So the Gemara says, Mikan Shemitzvah Lano is Halalukah. There's a mitzvah to say Halalukah to answer what the Shleach Tzibur said. But even when somebody is a buck and he's being mighty himself, but the opening word of Hallelujah, the Shleach Tzibur says, and then the Tzibur answers afterwards. Then the Gemara continues, Hu Aymer Hallelujah de Hashem, Vehein Aymer Hallelujah, the minute was that the Shleach Tzibur would say the words in Hal, right after Hallelujah, he would say Hallelujah de Hashem, and the Tzibur would answer Hallelujah. So you see from there, the halacha that Im Hayu Gorol Makra Oisoy, Aina Achra Hallelujah, that a real person really could be Yaitzei. From the Shliach Tzibur, the Shliach Tzibur could read the Hal, and the Tzibur, or the person who's being yaitzah with him, would answer Hallelujah after each group of words, after each line that the person who's being yaitzah him says. That's why the Minig was to say Hallelujah after the words Hallelujah the Hashem, to teach us this Halacha, that even if somebody is being yaitzah through somebody else, should answer the word Hallelujah after each line. Afterwards, the Gemara says, the Shliach Tzibur would say Haidul Hashem, and the Tzibur would afterwards repeat Haidul Hashem. 
We see from here it's a mitzvah to answer Rashi Prakim. And Rashi explains that when you get to the beginning of another parak, it's not enough to say Hallelujah, as he said till then. Rather, he has to say something similar to the Rosha Perak. Therefore, when they get to the Perak of Haidul Hashem, the Balfila says Haidul Hashem Kitayv, and the Tzibur answers. And it's not enough just to answer Hallelujah as he was doing till now. Now Rashi holds that afterwards, when the Shlech Sibur continues, till the end, the person who's being Yaitse is going to go back to what he was saying till then, is going to revert to say Hallelujah till the end. It's just at the beginning of the parak when he starts, at that point, the person who's being Yaitse will answer Rashi Prakim, like the new parak that the Shliach Tzibur or the person who's might see him started. But afterwards, he says Halaluka like he did till then. According to Taisvis, when the Gemara says Makach Mitzalana is Rashi Prakim, it means that throughout the first parak that starts with Halaluka, the person who's being Yaitzi answers Halaluka. The Shliach Tzibur says Halaluka, the Hashem, the person answers Halaluka, says Halaluka, Hashem, Hashem, he answers Halaluka. He says everything until the end of that parak when the Shliach Tzibur gets to B'Tzei Tzirob Mitzrayim. The Shliach Tzibur says, B'Tzei Tzirob Mitzrayim, the person who's being yaitzah with him says, B'Tzei Tzirob Mitzrayim. The Shliach Tzibur, or the person who's being yaitzah, has B'Tzei Tzirob Mitzrayim. The person who's being yaitzah says, B'Tzei Tzirob Mitzrayim. The person answers, B'Tzei Tzirob Mitzrayim, and so on and so forth until the end of that parak when the person who's being yaitzah gets to the next parak. Throughout that entire parak, the person who's being yaitzah with him responds like the first few words of that parak, and that's how the ritva holds. At the end, Taisus has it sad to say that it's all one long parak from Haluka till Haidu, and from Haidu till the end is another long parak. So in theory, Taisus holds that you always have to be aina something of the beginning of the parak, just as far as we make the cheshman of prakim, there's two big prakim and hal. That's how Taisus wants to explain the Gemara. Then, however, the Ritva stays with what we mentioned earlier, that B'tzai Sashram is one parak, L'Elan Hashem is a different parak, Ahtiki Hashem is a different parak, and therefore in each parak, the person who's being Yaitzai responds the first few words of that parak. Now, L'chai, we can explain the Machlaikas between Rashi and Taisvis, the way Taisvis originally tried to explain the halacha, or the way the Ritva really says la halacha, also la maskana, whether one says halaluka throughout the entire halal, except at the Rashi Perik, where the person who's being Yaitzai answers the first few words of that Perik, and that's only the beginning of the Perik. Afterwards, he reverts to saying halaluka throughout the rest of the halal. And Shita Taisvis and Shita Saritva is that one answers the Rashi Prakim of each parak throughout that entire parak. Machlaikas is Lechaira. Rashi understands when one says Hallelujah, what's going on is he's really being Yaitzay with Chazdan's Kriya, with the person who's being Maitzayim. When he says the word Hallelujah, it's something comparable to saying Amen. The Shliach Tzibur says, Yishem Hashem and the person answers Amen. Instead of saying the word Amen, he says Hallelujah. But that's the same idea. He's being yaitzah with a Baal and he's just saying Hallelujah to 
emphasize what he's being yaitzeh, but it's nothing more than something like saying Amen. If somebody's yaitzeh a bracha from his friend through Shemei Ka'ina and he answers Amen, it adds to the Shemei Ka'ina, but he's not doing anything more than emphasizing how he's yaitzeh through his friend. However, according to Teisvis, the idea of saying B'tseis Yisrael Mitzrayim at the second parak, and when he says Le'lan Hashem Le'lan throughout the entire third parak, and when he says Hashem Zechon Yivarech throughout the fourth parak, what's going on is he's actually joining in the halal together with the person who's being Maitzim. He's being Mitztarif with the Chazan. He's being Meshalev, he's interjecting, interweaving the Rashi Prakim into each parak, it's a different form of saying howl. The howl where a person says the howl himself, and then there's a howl where somebody says the howl, and he is mitzvah with a person who's being mighty and by saying the beginning of each parak. It's not a generic response of hallelujah, which is basically like saying amen. It's being mitzvah in each parak in a poetic form that when the chazan says. And he answers, and the chazan continues, and he says, it's a poetic form of reciting that parak with a kriya of the chazan and a response of the person who's being yaitza with him. It could be that is the machlaikis between Rashi and Taisus. Now, moving on. In the Gemara, the Gemara says, "Huaymer barachaba, the Chazan would say barachaba, v'heinam b'shem Hashem, the Kehila would respond b'shem Hashem." Mikan l'shemei kaina. We see from here the halacha of shemei kaina. One who hears, it says, if he responded himself, and therefore he could be yitzah by hearing his friend being mitzim. Then Rashi continues, therefore, somebody who is davening shmenasrei. And the Baltfilo is saying Kedusha or Yeshmer Rabba. Yishtiku Bitfilos and the person in the middle of Shmanazi should stay silent. Vishmu Bhavana and they should hear with Kavana Kainin and it's as if they were Yaitza because the Allah Shmekaina. When the Khazan finishes Kedusha, they should continue Shmanasra Khanyasadravyudai going by Halakhas Gadals. Rashi halt of somebody's in the middle of Shemayin Esrei and he hears something, Kedusha or Kaddish Yishmei Rabbi, he wants to be Yitzay himself, he should stop davening for the moment, pay attention to what the Chazan is saying, and he'll be Yitzay through Shemayin Ka'ina. Now, before we go into this halacha, which we'll see soon, Be'ez Hashem, the Taisus argues, the Mordechai is medayik from the earlier part that we read from Rashi. The Rashi says, Mikan Nilmad, we learn from here, that somebody who does not Yudea, like doesn't know how to respond, doesn't know how to say something himself, if he paid attention and he tried to be Yitzay with the person who's being Yitzay, he could be Yitzay. The Mordechai in the end of the third parak in Rosh Hashanah is Medayik from Rashi that the Halach of Shemei only works if the person cannot be Yitzay himself. If he could be Yitzay himself, there's no such Halach. Of course, there are many that are chaylik, but al-kopanim, that's how the Mordechai understands in Rashi, that the halacha shemei ka'in is only for somebody who's a buck, it's he might see somebody who's not a buck. You can't be mighty himself. 
asked them like Harayim, Rashi. Rashi is talking about a Bucky at the end of the Rashi, where he says somebody is a middle Shmanasra and he wants to be Yitzay, Kaddish, or Kedusha. He should remain silent and be Yitzay with the Shliach Sibur. According to the Mordechai in the Sands and Rashi, how could he be Yitzay the Shliach Sibur? He actually himself is a Bucky. You see, he's Davening Shmanasra. So how could it be Yitzhak Shemekaina the way the Mordechai understands in Rashi that there's no Shemekaina unless the person himself is not a Baki? So the Moirayim actually answers a simple terrace. What's the idea of a person not being a Baki? He can't be mighty himself. So therefore he could be Yitzhak through his friend. In a case where a person is in the middle of an Esrei and he can't answer Kedusha, he can't answer Yehoshmei Rabbah, he's the same idea as in a Baki. He can't answer himself. Therefore... He has the same Allah as Ainu Baki at that point, and he could be Yaitzai through Shemeha Ka'ina. Now, it could be that Chitas Rashi is the reason that a person who is a Baki is not Yaitzai through Shemeha Ka'ina is because Midrabanan, they don't want somebody to be Yaitzai through Shemeha. It's a lesser Dargo, possibly, and soon Bez Hashem will see why. But Midiraisa, of course, it would make no difference. If he's in a buck, he would have to be a dindra banan. Now, Taisus argues on the halacha that Rashi said. Rashi said if somebody's in the middle of Shrein Esrei and he wants to be Yetzay Kaddish or Kedusha, he should remain silent and be Yetzay through the Shliach Siva. Frek Taisus, who's a Gemara and Brachos, that if somebody came to Shul when they were in the middle of davening, if he could finish davening with enough time to catch up to be able to answer Kedusha, he should. If not, he should wait and daven afterwards. Frektaisis, why does he have to answer Kedusha? Let him daven Shmanesri, and when the Shliach Tzibur gets to Kedusha, he'll do Rashi's Eitzah, he'll be quiet, and he'll be Eitzah through Shemei Kain. It's Muchach that one cannot be Eitzah through Shemei Kain in the middle of Shmanesri. And Taisus explains, because if he were to do that, it would be a hefsik in the middle of davening. He wouldn't be allowed to be mafsik by being yaitzah through Shemeh Ka'ina. And Taisus says, Umiyu Shema Afagav the Shemeh Ka'ina, Mikomokim Onda Adif Umitzamena Muvcha. Taisus says it's possible that one can be yaitzah. It's not going to be a hefsik, just it's not like a tchila so much. It's Mitzamena Muvcha for a person to be yaitzah through saying it and not hearing it, and therefore one should. Not Davin unless he's going to make it to answer Kedusha by himself. Taisus in Brachis, however, disagrees with Rashi. He says clearly it will be a Hefzik, and therefore one should not stop and hear the Shleach Tzibur's Kedusha. He shouldn't remain silent when the Shleach Tzibur says Yeshmei Rabba. If he does that, it'll actually be a Hefzik. Now we have to understand what's the Machlekes between Rashi and Taisus. Why should it be a Hefzik? Why shouldn't it be a Hefzik? So really, this machlekes is based on a very basic shaila, very basic hakira. What's the geder of the din of Shemei Ka'ina? When the Torah was marba, the halach of Shemei Ka'ina, as the Gemara says further, minayin l'Shemei Ka'ina, Rabbi Shuban Levi says in the name of Akapara, we bring a pasuk from Yeshio, that the pasuk says Yeshio read from the Sefer, yet the Pasuk clearly writes that Shafan was the one who read from the Sefer. Yeshua just heard it. So you see from there that Shemei Ka'ina. What is the Chiddush of Shemei Ka'ina? Can you explain it to Ifanim? 
it could be explained that when Reuven is mighty Shimon, when Reuven reads something and Shimon hears it, Reuven is being mighty him. It's Reuven's Kriya. And Shimon is Yaitse through Reuven. Now, normally by Mitzvah Shabagufoy, we say that Reuven can't be mighty Shimon through Shlichos. Reuven can't put on Tefillin for Shimon. Reuven cannot shake Lula for Shimon, even though Shimon made a Mashliach. So, Lachaira, how could Reuven say Berchas Hamazan for Shimon? How could Reuven be mighty Shimon with Hal? There's a mitzvah that Shimon himself has to say the Hal. Shimon himself has to say the Kedusha and the Tefillah and whatever mitzvah he has to say by himself. It's a mitzvah Shabbat For that, the Torah is Machadish, that Shemekainif, one hears his friends saying something and he has in mind to be Yaitzei, he's Yaitzei through his friends Amira. Shemekainif, in such a case... Ruvain's Dibur is going to be good for Shimon to be Yaitza with since he heard him. That's one Mahalach. The other Mahalach is no. Of course, Shimon is not going to be Yaitza with Ruvain. He's not Yaitza with Ruvain's Dibur. Rather, when Shimon hears Ruvain say it, it's as if Shimon himself said it. It's that the Torah was Machadesh, that normally a person speaks with his mouth. The Torah with Mechadish over here, that by Shemei Ka'ina, a person can actually speak with his ears, so to speak. Hearing is another form of Dibur in the Torah. When the Torah says one has to say something, and if he heard it from somebody else, it was a Bar and he had a mind to be yaitzah, it's as if he said it with his ears. He's not being yaitzah with Ruvain. Ruvain is just a chetimza for him to be mighty himself through his Shmiya. It's another form of Dibur. We find in Perakar Bishmol and Menachos, and that was Hamachayon Beis, a very interesting machlekes between Rashi and Taisus that will shed light on the machlekes over here. The pasuk says, "Usfartem lachem imachar sashabbos." By the mitzvah spheres Oimer, the Torah says the word lachem. What is the Torah saying by "usfartem lachem"? The Gemara says, "Shete sphere lokol echod veechod." It should be a sphere for each and every individual. What does that mean? So Rashi explains that each person has to count and he cannot be Yoytze with his friend. Taisus understands that's not the miut of the Pasuk. Taisus understands that the miut of Asfartim Lachem is normally by Sviras Yoyvel. There is a mitzvah for Besant to count. Over here the Torah says that it's a mitzvah on the Yechidim. But if Reuven wants to be mighty Shimon with Shemei Koyin, that's not going to be a problem. The Torah was just reminded that it's not a mitzvah on Besant. What's the Machlaikis Rashi and Taisvis? L'chayr Rashi holds. The gather of Shemea Ka'ina is that Ruvain is being mighty Shimon. It's a Shlichus. Now normally Shlichus by Mitzvah Shabbat doesn't work. By Mitzvah Shabbat the Torah was Machadesh that through hearing the Torah allows Ruvain to be mighty Shimon with his Amir. By Sfir Sa'imer, the Torah says, that everybody has to be mighty themselves, they can't be Yetzir with somebody else. However, Taisvis, Taisvis understands the Chidush and Shemei Kaina, the Gedder of Shemei Kaina is not that Ruven's being mighty Shimon. Ruven's saying it and Shimon is being mighty himself through a Shemir. The Torah is Machandish, is a new kind of Dibur by listening. Shemei Kaina. If that's the case, we can't say that the Torah was a Mayat being Yetzir. That can't be. Because when Shimon is hearing Ruvain's Sphira, he's being mighty himself. It is Sphira. 
He's not being Yetzir through Ruven, he's being Maitzi himself. What's wrong? He did a sphere by counting with his ears. It's Mochach, Taisus uh, understands, that the Torah is not being a Maitz Shemekoyin. The Torah must be Maitz something else. The Torah is a Maitz that it's not a Mitzvah on Bezin, it's a Mitzvah on each and every individual. Now that we understand that Rashi and Taisus are arguing what's the Gedder of Shemekoyin, that's the explanation of the Machlaikas Rashi and Taisus over here as well. Rashi holds that if somebody is a middle Shemekoyin Esrei and the Shliach Tzibur gets to Kedusha and he wants to be Yotzi, Rashi holds that he should remain silent and be Yaitzei with the Chazan's Kedusha. Rashi holds that it's not going to be a Hefzik because he didn't say anything. He's not being Mafzik. He's just stopping. He's listening and he's being Yaitzei with the Shliach Sibur. However, Taisa says it's a Hefzik. Taisa says in Baruchas Haltal Ochel it's a Hefzik and one should not stop and remain silent because he's being Mafzik in the Middle because Taisa's Lishitasai holds that the Geder of Shemekoina is that he's being mighty himself. He himself is saying it. Not with his mouth, he's saying it with his ears. If that's the case, if he stops and listens in the middle of Shemekoina, in the middle of the Bracha of Baruch and he's hearing Kedusha, it's as if he's saying by himself, Kaddish, 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 in the middle of Shemekoina. He's not to do that, it's a hefsik. Therefore, Taisus holds that one should refrain from being silent and not be Yitzhak Kedusha because it's going to be a hefsik in the middle of Shemekoina. Now, it could be that's the reason Rashi holds that preferably one should not be Yaitzi Shemei Kainah, he can be Yaitzi himself, and they only allow it for Enoi Baki. That's because he's being Yaitzi through his friend. Klal is by all mitzvahs, mitzvah by Yaitzi One is preferably going to be Mekayim mitzvah by himself and not be Yaitzi with his friend. Therefore, according to Rashi, the way the Mordechai understood, one should not be. Unless he has no choice, unless he's not a Baki. Now really, we saw Tesis also accepts the idea that it may be preferable to be Yaitzei through one's own Aniyah and not through Shemeya. Tesis writes, it could be Aina's Adif and Mitzvah Tesis over here really accepts the idea that it's possible it's not a Hefzik. And it could be Tesis over here also understands that one is Yaitzei by himself, as we explained Shittas HaTaisus and Menachis, and Shittas HaTaisus and Brachis, Taisus here holds the same thing, as Taisus actually entertained the Tzad to say that, like Taisus and Brachis, that one cannot be Yaitzei through Shemeika in a middle of because it's a hefsek, and that's because he's being Yaitzei himself. However, Taisus over here accepts the possibility that even if he's Yaitzei through his own Shmiya, that's not going to be considered a hefsik because hefsik is only if he speaks. If he's being say through a different form of dibur, such a dibur is a lesser form of aniyah, and therefore it's not going to be a hefsik. But it's also not so lekatchil to be yaitzei like that. That's why Taisus over here understands that he may be yaitzei himself. He may be say with his own Shmiu, which acts as a Dibur, but it could be it's only considered a secondary form of Dibur, therefore it's not going to be a Hefzik, but it's not going to be a Lekatechila as if he were to be say through his own Dibur. Now really, this Chakira and this Machleik is the way we explain the two understandings of how to explain the Din of Shemei is really a famous Machleik between the Beis Halevi and the Chazanish, 
The famous base Halevi in his Sefer al in the back of Chumash Bereshis, Beis Halevi has a correspondence with another Talmud Chacham who wanted to suggest that the Mishnah Megillah that says that somebody who's Mafter Benovi, the one who got the Haftar, wasn't the most Mechobedeka Aliyah, so they gave the person who was Oilam Mafter different Kibudim, sort of as a cancellation. So in the third paragraph of Sechus Megillah, it says the person who is Eilam Mafter is the one who's Paris Al Shema. He's the chazan for the Baruchas Kriyshma. Who knows he has Kapov, and he also is the one who's going to be the one who's Duchening. He's the one who's going to do Baruchas Kahanim. Now the lashon is very schwer. What do you mean? He's the one who does Baruchas Kahanim. All the Kahanim do Baruchas Kahanim. So the Chacham Echod that wrote to the Beis HaLevi wanted to suggest that the idea is that he's might see all the Kehanim B'Shemei Ka'ina. He says, Yivarechecha. The other Kehanim, they stand next to him and they don't say a word. They just are Yitzay, the Mitzvah B'Rechaz Kehanim, through Shemei Ka'ina. They're benching everybody by listening. The Beis HaLevi did not accept that to Yipshat over there in the Mishnah and Megillah because the Halacha is that Berchus Kanim, it says Omar Lahem, and we darshan Masech it should be Bekol Rum, it should be said loudly, and if they're being Yaitz of Shemei Ka'ina, they're not saying Berchus Kanim Bekol Rum, it doesn't get more quiet than that, they're not making a sound. So therefore, that cannot be Pshat in the Mishnah. There are different Mahalchem to explain what the Mishnah means over there, that who's going to say Kappa, but I'll call upon him to say that this Kain is going to say and the other Kahanim are going to listen to the Yaitzah, the Basil Levi says it's impossible because it has to be done by Ram, and this is not done by Ram. The Chazanish is very upset with this Basil Levi. The Chazanish understands that, of course, one Kahan can be might say the other Kahanim in Birchus Kahanim. It has to be done by Ram. What's the difference? When the Kahan who's saying it, is saying it Bekal Ram, and they're all Yaitzay with his Birchas Kahanim, so it's as if they said it Bekal Ram. Just like if someone makes Kiddush ala Kais, and other people hear him make Kiddush, we say that the other people are Yaitzay with a Kiddush ala Kais, even though they're not holding a Kais. Just like we say that if the Baal Kaira is reading from the Megillah inside, the Haloch is that someone who's Kaira, the Megillah Baal Pei, is not Yaitzay. Yet the Shliach Tzibur reads the Megillah from inside the Megillah, and everybody is Yaitse without Kriya. I, the other people are Yaitse, even if it's as if they said the Megillah, but they don't have a Megillah in front of them. How could they be considered as if they read the Megillah inside? It's Mochach, says the Chazanish, that all the halachas that are applicable to the person who's the Aina, to the Balkaire, to the person making the Shalakais, apply to. All other people that are being Yaitse. It's as if they made Kiddush Alakais. It's as if they read the Megillah from inside. So, likewise, when the Kayan, who's the lone Kayan making Berchus Kahanim, says it Bekal Ram, it's as if all the Kahanim that are Yaitse with him are saying the Berchus Kahanim Bekal Ram. Now, before I continue in this Machlaikas, the Chazanish and the Beisal Levi, really I want to bring another Maramokim. There's a tshuva and hard tzvi, chelakalaf simnon zayin. He brings a kasha, like some sefer as in our Gemara. The Gemara says over here, how do we know 
that Shemaya is Kaina. So the Gemara brings from the Pasuk that Yeshio read from the Sefer, and really it says that Shafan read in front of Yeshio. So we see from there that Shemaya is Kaina, Frektach some Sefer, and Shuva Chelek Vav, Simon Yutes. What's the Raya that Shemaya is Kaina? Maybe it's because here a Kadibur, there's Machlaikis. In Masech Tabrachas, whether we say if somebody thinks of something as if he said it, according to the sheet that holds it, here is Kedibur, maybe that's the reason it's considered Yeshio read it, and it's not because Shemeh is Ka'ina. So, Rabbi Pesach answers the Chesifas Kasha based on the Turi Evan in Megil Nefutes. The Gemara clearly says that a person cannot be to the Megillah through a Cherishay to a cotton who's reading it. Frek the Turi Evan. According to the sheet, according to Ravino that holds, that here is Kedibur, what do I need to be Yitzah through the Cher of a Cotton? I'll be Yitzah myself. So why can't the person be Yitzah by hearing from a Cher of a Cotton? So the Turi Evan answers that the reason you have to come on to being Yitzah with a Cher of a Cotton and you're not Yitzah yourself through here Kedibur is because, true, it's as if you said it, but if you don't have a Megillah in front of you, if the only one who has the Megillah is the Cher of a Cotton, so how... Is it considered that you read from inside the Megillah? It must be that you read it through the Cherashayt of a cotton who's lining it from the Megillah inside. Therefore, since you can't be Yaitzah with your hearer as if you read it inside a Megillah, it's as if you read it Valpeh, you have to come on to the Cherashayt of a cotton's Kriya, and since they can't be Yaitzah, one cannot be Yaitzah with the Kriya of a Cherashayt of a cotton. Now, Kopanu, you see from the Turi Evans of the Pesach, that the halachis that come together with the balkaire, as if he read Bifnim, as if he read inside the Megillah, that transfers to the person who's Shemaya because of the din of Shemaya Ka'ina. However, Pira Kadibur doesn't transfer halachas of Ruven reading inside the Megillah to Shimon's thinking about the words of the Megillah. Therefore, Tzvi Pesach says, to answer the Chassam Sefer's Kasha, the reason the Gemara knows that it's as if Yeshio read because of Shemei Kain, it's not enough because of Hiro is because the Pasuk says that all the words of the Sefer that the Melech Yehuda Yeshio read. Now, Yeshio didn't read anything from inside the Sefer. He just heard it from Shafan. For it to be considered that he read inside the Sefer, that is only going to work through the dynamic of Shemei Ka'ina. If it went out here at Kedibur, if it didn't work out Shemei Ka'ina, it wouldn't be considered as if Yeshio actually read from inside the Sefer. al Kopanum, we see that the Sheet of the Turi Evan is that when Reuven is being mighty Shemei Ka'ina, all the associated halachas and trayim that go with Reuven's Kriya are applied to Shimon as well. However, Rabbi Pesach brings Rabbi Yaakov Emdin in Shailas Yaivitz clearly disagrees with this understanding of Shimei Ka'ina. Rabbi Yaakov Emdin talks about being mighty a summa with Kriya Satayra if a summa gets an aliyah. Since a blind person cannot read from inside the Sefer Taira, he cannot be aliyah. So the Taz writes that the halacha is like the Shittas Haguda and the Mukhyesi will hold that a Summa can be Ayla because he doesn't read. The Balkair reads and he's mighty the Summa. Either Summa can't read inside. Shemei Ka'ina, who cares? 
However, Rabbi Yaakov Yamdin writes, there cannot be the case that Halacha would not allow a Sumer to be oil the Torah, either Balkaira's reading and the Sumer whose oil should be Yodse with these Kriya of the Balkaira, it's still not going to help because he has to be Kaira from inside the Sefer Torah. And the Sumer, even if he's going to hear the Kriya the Balkaira says and want to be Yodse with the Shemaya Kaina, but it's not as if he read it from inside the Sefer Torah. If he's looking inside and he could read the words, just he's not saying it out loud. So then, Shemei Ka'ina will help, that is as if he said it, and he's reading it inside. But since the Summa, the blind man, cannot read inside the Sefer Torah, it's going to be considered as if he's Ka'ira Baal Peh, and Shemei Ka'ina won't help. But see, Pesach says, you clearly see from Yaakov and Nistruva, that Shemei Ka'ina is only regarding the actual saying of the words, regarding all the associated halachas of reading inside that doesn't apply to the person who's being Shemaya. But the Taz doesn't have a problem with that. The Taz says if he's Yotze, Shemaya Kain from Balkaire, it's as if he read it inside also. Now you have to understand, according to Yaakov Emden, how does a person who's hearing the Megillah from the Balkaire, how is he Yotze with Shemaya Kain? It's as if he's reading it Balpeh, because the halacha of what the Balkaire is reading inside does not apply to the person who's being Yotze through Shemaya. So, Rupsi Pesach really brings a shita of the Chesed Lavram who holds that Shemei Ka'ina is only as if he read Balpeh. I, by Megillah, how are the people in the Tzibur being Yodze? They don't have a Megillah in front of them. The answer is, he proves from there that the Iker Mitzvah of Megillah is not the reading. It's actually just to hear it. The Mitzvah is to hear it from somebody who's reading inside a Megillah. And as far as Kiddush is concerned, Rabbi Yaakov is going to hold that... It's considered Kiddush HaKais, even if somebody else is holding the Kais, as long as there's a Kais in his vicinity. He sees the Kais, he's not holding it, but somebody else is holding it. That's going to be enough. He's yaitzed the words of Kiddush. It's as if he said the Kiddush through Shemei Kaina. The Kiddush HaKais is yaitzed because the Kais is in his vicinity. Al-Kalpanim, Yaakov Emden clearly holds that the Halachas that go together with the Aniyah of the person who's being mighty do not apply to the Shemeya. Shemeya only, only helps regarding the saying of the words, but the other associated halachas do not transfer automatically to the Shemeya. That's the same idea that the Beis HaLevi expressed when he said that even if one kind can be mighty, all the other kahanim with the mitzvah berchas kahanim, it won't help for the halacha of Kol Ram. L'chayr, this machlaikis between the Beis HaLevi with Rabbi Yaakov Emdin and the Chesed Lavram against the Chazanish and the Turei Evan and most of the Pais can hold not like the Shittas we mentioned before is based on this Machlaikis how we explained Rashi and Taisus. If the Ged of Shemei Ka'ina is I'm being Yoytze with the person who's saying it so then we could say all the Halachas that go together with the Dibur of the person who's being Maitzi, transfer to the Shemeya also. Sachakol, the Shemeya is Yoytzei with the Aina's Kiddush. So whatever the Aina did, if he made Kiddush Alakais, so the Shemeya is Yoytzei with Kiddush Alakais. If the Balkair is being Maitzi, the Tzibur Megillah, so if they're being Yoytzei with his Kriya, if it's some sort of a Shlichus, the way we explained in Rashi, that the Balkaira is mighty, the Tibur, 
So just like he's mighty them with the words, he's mighty them with the way he was yoyed to the mitzvah, kriya b'teichak sav, from inside the Megillah. However, if the gather of Shemei Kain is only a halacha that the Torah was machadish, a person can speak not only with his mouth, a person can speak with his ears. So it's as if he said the words. You don't see anywhere that the halachas, that the person who said it, all those extra halachas of Metechak Sav or Kiddush Halakais, it doesn't say anywhere that they're going to transfer to the person who's being Yetzirah through his Shmiya. The Shmiya just helps a person speak with his ears. But where does it say that he's being Yetzirah with a Kiddush Halakais? Or where does it say he's being Yetzirah Metechak Sav through being Shemeya Ka'ina? Therefore, the Beis HaLevi holds that since the other canon are going to be Yotzei, the Mitzvah Berch's canon with their ears, so very good, as if they said it, but very, very quietly, they're not going to be able to call Ram. However, the Chazanish holds, whatever halachas applied to this Shei, the Aina will automatically transfer to the Shemeya as he's being mighty all the Shemeya. Now, parenthetically, Rabbi Pesach and other Achreinim learn that the Beis is not arguing with the Chazanish and the Lamdas of Shemei the way we explained it. The Beis Levi holds, of course, the Shaimim are always Yaitzei with the Halachis that the Aina was Yaitzei with also. The Halacha of Koil Ram, the idea that the Yisraelim have to hear the Berchus Kahanim, that's not something that works with Shemei Aina. It may be technically, it's as if they said it by Koil Ram, but the Yisrael didn't hear it. The tzura of Kol Ram is lacking. You can't say it was done by Kol Ram. Nobody else heard them. It's Kodam Amavarech Eschaveiroi. So Shemei Kaina, even if all the halachas of Megillam Techaksav and Kiddush Halakois apply to the Shemei, as the Medabras might see the Shemei, but Kol Ram is a specific kind of halacha that cannot transfer to the Shemei because factually it's not Kol Ram. The Yisraelim didn't hear it. It's not Kodam Hamadabra Lechaveiroi. The Sifri and Parshas Nasai of Shi Pesach quotes says, Amor lahem shia kol shemeya. The kol has to hear the bracha. So the din of kol ram may apply, but factually there was no kol ram. They didn't hear it. Therefore, the Beis Levi says, of course, by Kiddush, it's going to be as if it was Kiddush Elakais. Of course, by the Megillah, when the person hears the Megillah, it's as if he heard it with However, by Berchus Kanem, it's a specific halacha that the call has to be shemeya, the people have to hear, and they may have a din of koram, but the mitzvah of koram is lacking, therefore one cannot be mitzi, his friend with berchas kehan. There's one more nakuda, getting back to the Gemara, the Gemara says, as we mentioned earlier, the chazan would say baruch haba, and the tzibah would say b'shem Hashem, we see from there, shemeya koina. Now, the sheet of the chazanish is that by half a bracha, we don't say the halacha of Shemei Ka'ina. If Ruben says, Baruch Atah Hashem Alakinim Alakha Elam, Shimon can't be yaita that part, and then afterwards say, Ashaka the Shalom says to the Sohano, and finish the bracha by himself. He either is yaita entirely with Shemei, or entirely by saying it. Bring a raya from the Mishnah in Bracha Stephlamadalad, that if the Baltfila got stuck in the middle of a bracha, if a new Baltfila comes up, he should start from the beginning of the bracha, and he does not continue from the middle of the bracha where the first Baltfila left off. However, Rebbe Kveger, it's clear that Rebbe Kveger holds in Mesef the Brachas, the Avchof that you see from the Shita of the Hagos, that holds if women are chayiv 
in Birchas HaMosim and Atayrah, they can be mighty men, except for the words of Bris and Taira. Women are not chayev in Bris Taira. Therefore, that part of benching can't be mighty. They can be mighty the rest of benching, but those words the men have to say by themselves. Al-Kopanim, you see from Shittas Rekiva that somebody could be say part of a bracha from somebody else who should make and say some words of the bracha by themselves. Kvegar holds the same way in the tshuva and Simon Zion. It's clear from the tshuva of Kvegar holds somebody can be say part of a bracha with Shemayekayna and the rest with her own divor. So the stipler in Mesech the bracha, Simon Tess, has a simon about this. He tries to reconcile the rias that the Chazanish brings that one cannot be say part way with Shemei Koyin and part with Don Amir. It's really Yerushalmi. That there are paskins like that in Masech the Brachas. That if three people are sitting together, one knows how to make the first bracha benching, the second one knows how to make the second bracha benching, and the third knows how to make the third bracha. Each one should be mighty the other two. However, if one knows how to make half a bracha and another one knows how to make the other half of the bracha, in that case, one cannot be mighty the other one. You see clearly this Yisoy that you cannot have Shemei Ka'ina to be mighty both from Shmiya and another part from one's own Amira. So therefore, Stipler says that the Yisoyed is as follows. If a person is going to be Yitzay Shemei Ka'ina, it's not a problem for the person to be Yitzay by hearing half and saying half. The problem is when he hears half, if it's not part of a whole bracha, it doesn't have enough of a chashivus for a person to be Yitzay by hearing it. Therefore, in bracha Staflamadalad, where the chazan gets interrupted in the middle of the bracha, the next chazan that takes over cannot continue from where the first chazan left off because the first part that he said is not a dover chashab b'fneatzmai. It's a half a bracha that's not going to be finished by the person who said it, and therefore one is not going to be yitzay with hearing half and saying half. If the first chazan were finished by himself quietly, in that case the first half of the bracha that the person's hearing is part of a davar chashub that the one who's saying it is going to be mashlam, is going to finish it up by himself. When a woman's benching and she's being mighty a man, if the man's hearing half and being yaitza by the rest of what he's going to say by himself, by saying brisha what he heard was a full bracha. Not that the woman stopped in the middle. She's going to continue and say an entire bracha. He's only taking out part to be yaitza with. That's not a problem. As long as a shemei is being shemei from a davar shalim, part of a whole valid bracha, so just because he wants to hear half is not going to be a problem. That's not going to be a problem of half by Shmiya and half by Dibor. The only problem of half by Shmiya and half by Dibor is when the person's hearing something not from a whole bracha or not from a whole pasuk. If the person who's saying it is not going to finish up, then it's going to be a problem. But if the person who's saying it is going to finish up and he just decided to hear part to be actually only a part of what he has to be, I'd say, and the rest is going to say by himself, that's not going to be a problem. This title says, that's Pshat and our Gemara over here. By Halal, where he says, Baruch Hashem Hashem. The Gemara says that there's Shemei Ka'ina, the Tzibra, the words, 
Baruch Haba, they just say B'Shem Hashem. The question is, how could there be Yaitzah according to the Chazanish's Mahalach, which is really Yerushalmi, that there's no such a thing as being Yaitzah half B'Dibor and half B'Shmiya. How could the Tzibor be Yaitzah, the words Baruch Haba, they're just being Yaitzah two words, a half a Pasuk. The rest are saying B'Shem Hashem. The Chayr, it's a Mephorish theory to the idea that you can't be Yaitzah half with Amir and half with Dibor. The Stiple says, according to his Mahalach, it works out perfectly. When the Chazan saying Baruch Haba, and the Tzibur is Yaitzah, the words Baruch Haba with a Chazan, and afterwards they say B'Shem Hashem, the Chazan afterwards says B'Shem Hashem by himself. He's not Yaitzah with the Tzibur. They don't have in mind to be him. Therefore, when they're being Yaitzah, the words Baruch Haba, Al-Shem'e they're really hearing two words, part of a Pasuk, which is going to be finished. They're hearing part of a Dabrashalim. In such a case, of course, there's no chasaron of half B'Dibor and half B'Shmiya. It's only if the Chazan himself would not be Mashlam, wouldn't finish the Pasuk, in such a case, that would be a problem that they were being yaitza from a half a bracha, from half a pasuk, and therefore taka wouldn't work according to the Yerushalmi. And really it's kemat mavur in the Gemara and Brachas Deflamadalad. However, since the Chazan himself finishes the pasuk, they're being yaitza chatzi b'shmiya, but from a dover shalim, from a full pasuk, that the person who's saying it is going to finish the pasuk by himself. In such a case, there's no chisarn of half b'dibor and half b'shmiya, as we explained.